and welcome to the Kodak Moments podcast. We've changed things up today. The guys have let me loose on the episode. Uh, I am your host, Ali Cornwall, at corn underscore wolf on Twitter. And joining me, as always, is Dr. Matthew Holt. Hello. Hello. And this isn't a figment of your imagination, but Andy's back for another episode. Welcome back, Andy. I'm actually here. Hello. I know. Yeah. Live as well. Live and kicking. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> So what's happening today, Ali? Um, so we are doing a little bit of a kind of a tech show, uh, a little bit of an update from last week, because um, the last episode that we did put out, we may have said about a few games that we're looking for that are coming up in the first half of the year, and that might not be the case anymore. Um, <laughs> just, a different just, just about half the games we talked about. Uh, yeah, maybe. Postponed. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're going to start off with a few bits of techie gadgety things that we may have picked up in the last i say six months or so because it's been a while since we've done a tech episode so i'm going to put him on the spot and uh, matt what have you got well i had to have to go back about six months to the last bit of tech that i bought um but i bought myself a new smartwatch mm. and i went with the uh, fossil gen 5 that they released I can't remember when it was. Was it August or September? And yeah, I remember you reviewing something on the website about it. Yeah, I stuck a review up, so I won't, won't go into huge detail because you can go and uh, read the details in there. But my other smartwatch was, or my old smartwatch, which was probably the third one I've been on, was starting to go. It wasn't doing notifications properly. It was quite clear that um, it wasn't supported anymore for Android Wear. So I thought it was about time I upgraded. Uh, went for a fossil one. And uh, long story short, yeah, well impressed. Really awesome. nice piece of kit with a very good battery life on it. Um, full functions, running always on screen, etc. Could probably get about two days out of it, but it does have like a, a battery saver mode that would easily do it for a week. Uh, I'm not getting much smart function out of that, but you do have it going, and it automatically puts itself in that if it runs below a certain percentage. So it's it's a weird, simple addition, really. It's just some customizable battery stuff, but it makes quite a difference, especially if you're used to having one that runs out in a day or just over a day. It's uh, it's pretty good. Uh, but that was actually the last piece of tech that I got. I don't think I've had anything recently and definitely nothing related to gaming oh you're letting us down matt um, I've, I've got a, a smart watch which i'm looking to upgrade so i'll have to maybe have to bend your ear a little bit about it i've got a gear fit two at the minute so um, there's the the gen fives that come out but there's also a hybrid uh watch that they've i think they've just released so it's more of a timepiece than an actual smartwatch, but it does do some of the features, and some of those look really nice. Um, but I think Gal- uh, Samsung are doing a new smartwatch that's due for release oh. fairly soon. I, I saw a news article that I didn't read in full, but it did mention something about specs getting released. So if you're liking what you've got with uh, Samsung's own proprietary setup, then it's probably worth looking at that, because if you move over to the Android Wear, or even when off towards the the apple ones because i think you can use those with android phones can't you mm, yeah you can yeah um then you're going to be going to a completely different ecosystem so you might want to do a little bit of digging first on oh, those okay. two i'll be honest the only reason why i've got the one i've got is because when i got one of my samsung phones it was free <laughs> so 
Well, that's a good yeah. reason for having yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about yourself, Andy? Have you picked up anything? I know you're a bit of a tech with. Yeah, I, I mean, my watch broke the other week. My, I've had a, an Apple Watch for a few years now, and I had a version two, and it it stopped working completely dead. So I took it back to the shop and I was looking at the fossil smartwatches and thinking, oh, what am I going to go for next? Is this going to be the moment I finally break Apple's stronghold over me and move towards, you know, Android? And maybe the watch will will precipitate me changing my phone and getting out of this dreaded iOS ecosystem. <laughs> uh, but no, they uh, that's never going to happen. <laughs> yeah, they 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 took one look at it and said, yeah, we think this is a known fault, seeing as it won't turn on. So we'll just. We'll get it repaired for free. Oh, nice! <laughs> result. Uh, and and while I was there, I bought an iPhone 11 Pro. So uh, <laughs> my my contract. I had an iPhone 10 not long after they came out on contract, and when it ended, um, I thought, Do you know what? I'm just going to keep the phone. I'm quite happy with it because it was going to cost yeah. me sixty, seventy pound a month to upgrade. And I thought, you know, sod that. I'll just mm-hmm. go on to. Um, I've got like a Smarty SIM card now. Um, which cost me about a tenner a month for eight gig, so I'm quite happy. Um, Fair enough. And then, <laughs> and then I went in. And they were like, you, "You do know you could get one interest free for like thirty pound a month." And I was like, "Could I? Really? Oh, okay." <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Well, I might just do that. And and pretty much, uh, I'm sure it's a technological marvel. But pretty much all I've worked out is it's got two. It's got two new cameras on it. So it's it's got like a wide angle lens, which is pretty cool, good for taking pictures of the cat, and <laughs> uh, and the baby, I suppose. Uh, and it's got a zoom, which is really good for taking pictures of the cat. Yeah. Okay. And, and the baby, you, I suppose. Yeah. Have you purchased yourself a cover for it yet that makes it look like it's John Matrix from Commando holding that ridiculous rocket launcher? No, <laughs> no but I shall be googling that. In have just you not seen it? As oh, soon as brilliant. as soon as I'm not involved in this conversation think, any longer, I'm going to be right on that. That sounds amazing. <laughs> I think in the actual film, it's it's four holes, not three. But the way it looks, and because of the the way someone's maybe manipulated it a little bit, it does look like the rocket launcher is great. That is. That is awesome. That is everything I've ever wanted. I, yeah. I can't, I can't love that any more than I already do. Uh, so yeah, I mean that's just, but it's just a phone at the end of the day. It's kind of, it's an essential item that you carry around with you, really, isn't it? I mean, it could, it could be doing yeah. whatever. But um, in terms of, in terms of tech that I really love, right in front of me, and the reason that I've managed to convince Ali and Matt to do a live <laughs> broadcast is, um, a, last year I picked up a Rodecaster Pro. Um, for a very reasonable price, but mm. it is—it's an amazing mixing desk because in in the past, if you wanted to take mix minus and do phone calls and everything like that, you you had to involve different sends and all, you know, very complicated desks and or, or very expensive telebalancing equipment. And this this little this little mixing desk, which is basically designed for podcasting, is amazing. It's got um, four mic channels on it which is ideal if if we ever actually get together face to face we'll we'll have enough to go on there you can plug in a usb from a computer and do a mix minus on that without any trouble you can do multi track recording to a computer um you can take a mix minus from an iphone or from a phone three and a half mil jack plugged in if you can find one or a converter on modern phones uh, and then you've also got mix minus on bluetooth as well which admittedly 
the quality isn't as good as plugging it in, but at a push, it'll get you. It'll it's get you usable. by. Yeah, and then you've got um, you've got an eight pad soundboard as well on it, um, <laughs> which uh, is awesome because you can do stuff like this. Fat mad scoop crooked <laughs> clan. Uh, which you is not how much you love a soundboard. I do love a soundboard, but they they keep adding functionality to it. Um, they're doing fairly regular firmware updates. And so initially you could only have the eight sounds. Um, you could only have eight sounds programmed to it at any time, but they've now updated it so you can add different pages of sounds. So you've got to scroll through, but um, it's really, really added to the flexibility of it. So you can set it up for different shows, different podcasts. Um, you can now like map it on your computer so you can you can basically save the settings on it. So if you do multiple podcasts for different people you can just upload like a new set of settings to it every time you change the podcast it's really really clever it sounds is, is it the one that you had when we did the last live discord show yeah yeah yeah, yeah it did look really smart because obviously for that one we were in the same room and it seemed a lot simpler and easier than what you were using before it's really nice and it is it is like a little broadcast production desk in its own right so you can um if i was doing production for something you know not on not on the air as it were uh if i wanted to interview ali and i can record directly onto those sound pads i've just been talking about so i can actually record an interview with him onto there and then just play it back during my podcast i can transfer it from there onto my computer if i want to edit it you know tweak it mm. tom and tail it it's just a really really versatile bit of kit i mean i i started working in hospital radio back in the 90s and I've worked in student radio viking fm all that kind of thing and this is like this has given me the functionality that you know a kind of production studio would have had back then it's, <laughs> on, it's amazing on it, my it desk did, at home it's amazing it really is an amazing piece of kit yeah it did it did look great and uh, i like the giant obvious record button that looks, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah and that is and when it's not recording that is absolutely one of the key selling points for me <laughs> And I'd say I'm not being flippant about that because it is so easy to forget to press record. We've all uh, done it. Yeah. Each one of us have done it at some point. We've literally all done it. Yeah. And on others. Uh, and so it's just, it is a, yeah, a, a silly but fantastic little idea. So has this replaced or is it a, uh, like an accompaniment to your Stream Deck, your Elgato Stream Deck? This, this is. Essentially, for for what I was using the Stream Deck for, this has essentially replaced it. All right, okay, yeah, yeah, because uh, cool. it's got column on it. Fat Man Scoop, <laughs> Crooklyn Clan. Fat Man Scoop, Crooklyn Clan. Fat Man Scoop, Crooklyn Clan. Yeah, you get it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's all you're using it for. Fat Man Scoop samples. There are a lot of Fat Man Scoop samples, and there are not. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, <laughs> wicked. No, nice, nice. I like that. So yeah, I can't I can't recommend it more highly if I'm honest. So is it just me that's got anything that's remotely gaming related? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it from here then, boys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm off for a beer. See you in a bit. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm going to go Google that phone cover. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I, I did that while you were talking about your mixing desk, which is quite amusing. <laughs> uh, so I've I've had two um, purchases recently. Um, one before Christmas, one after. Yeah. So one was a new rim. So that's the actual wheel that sits on my um, 
wheel. Yes. Yeah, you you sent us a picture of this, and I'm I'm admittedly I'm a little bit jealous of this one. Yeah. So uh, apart from the fact that it's got a Ferrari badge on it, which I am trying to find somewhere that will give me a new decal for it, because I'm not the hugest Ferrari fan. That's personal choice. Duct tape. Yeah, just spit on it. <laughs> um, but um, so I now have a, a an F1 style wheel, basically, uh, yeah. on my setup, um, which is called a wind rim, which we'll get to later in a little quiz that I've got. And it's got something like twenty one buttons on it, or something crazy like that. And it's based on the two thousand and seventeen. Ferrari F1 car, so it's that kind of style. So is it like a proper replica of what they used in there? Yes. Yeah. Not all, all the right. okay. when you look at a picture of it, not all the dials do things. Some of them are just there for look, um, but a lot of them yeah. do. So, and um, there's two little, um, there's a few little rocker switches, which you can map to anything. So it's actually for the PlayStation. However, it does work with the Xbox. You just can't map all the buttons. Yeah, but uh, I'm okay. mainly using it on my PC. So just to get around that, but you can map all the buttons. But the, the nice thing for it is, is so if I play the F1 game on my PC, is there's a couple of spinny switches, if you like. So I can turn my um, fuel balance up and my DRS up and, and things like that. And there's just all buttons right. everywhere on it. It's great. So it's really nice to be able to map the buttons that you need when you're racing. I've recently gone back on to playing uh, iRacing as well so it ah, means yeah. that i can do things on my wheel while i'm driving which you think oh how do, how do f1 drivers do that and i know i'm not going to uh, technically i'm just sat still but a hundred and whatever miles an hour but you do get used to it it's muscle memory yeah. big time um, and what i've purchased recently which I had to wait to come from italy but there's a little technical thing i'm trying to get my head around is i've now got a holder for it so there is a little space in it where you can put a Bluetooth revometer, if you like, in it, right. and also speed. But you can actually use those screw holes, and someone's designed, I think it's using a 3D printer, and I've got an iPhone SE sat in it with the app running on it. And I'll, oh, I'll send you a picture. The, so um, which app is that one? Is that the one that you convinced me to buy? This is like the dashboard. Yes. Yeah. 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 So basically, it takes away the edging of it and it blends it nicely into the wheel so it yeah. actually looks more like a modern um f1 wheel if you like and you can right. scroll through and you can do things on that as well which is crazy <laughs> <laughs> so um, are you feeling like a proper f1 driver when you start playing the game now yeah because there is a little bit where i've i've taken it up to another level and there is a reason behind it because i wear gloves now especially if i'm doing a long race because of the um the, the my comfortable whatever, driving gloves yeah, well, <laughs> just, the, the, I'm, it's just... I'm <laughs> laughing away because it sounds really silly, but actually it's surprising what, what you do where when you know you're going into a long play session on your wheel. I have a very specific pair of slippers that I wear for driving in. It's yeah. ridiculous. But anyway... The, the coating on it is quite soft. It's nice. I don't know what it is that's, um, you know, where it's like they just put some rubber on it or whatever. Yeah. And it's that soft. It kind of gives you blisters a little bit. Um, so when I first got it, I was like, no, I, I saw a few reviews and people were like, yeah, you need to get gloves. And I'm like, no, I'm not getting gloves. And then I quickly went and brought some gloves <laughs> <laughs> just because it does protect your hands. Cause you very, it's mainly kind of near your thumb where you're steering with and you get little blisters and you get a bit sore if you're doing anything over 20 minutes or so on it. Yeah. 
But yeah, oh, so right. that's, that's so, so wheel. what's your excuse for the fireproof suit and the helmet? Just why not? <laughs> but that, that's what Leanne, when she wants to set me on fire after buying all the oh, things. Oh, I see. Blame <laughs> your wife. Yeah, when she, when she hits me with that pan, it doesn't hurt as much. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm guessing like they'll have to be capacitive gloves as well if you've got your screen in the middle of it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of thought that goes into this. I know, yeah, yeah. Um, but to be fair, I don't use the screen that much to do other things, mainly because I've got that many buttons on my wheel, I don't have to. So it's yeah. mainly used as a, a speedo, and I think it shows my tyre temperatures, not depending on which game I'm playing and whatnot. Yeah. So I don't need to flick it over that much. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, it's all good. Uh, nice. So um, I think it was... Oh god, when was it? Were we doing the F1 2019? I wasn't on it. You and Matt were talking about card games. So um I think I made up the excuse that I pretended I was going to High Wickham or something for work. But um Probably. you were talking about your uh, your load cell, the pedals mm. that you had and, and one of the things I because I was listening back to that this week on um shameless plug Codec Moments Radio. Uh <laughs> playing the best of the Codec Moments <laughs> podcast 24/7. Um anyway, uh, you, it was very interesting, but you were you were still tweaking it at that point. So, how are you finding that now? Kind of probably what is it, six, eight, nine months? Yeah, I love it. It's it, depending on the game that I'm playing, I have to mess around with the settings a little bit, mainly because it changes the way the pedal responds. So because because it's it's made it very there's not a lot of throw in it so when i'm pressing it, it I, I hardly have to press it until it's almost maxing out unless i really stand on it yeah. and some games when you when you're setting up your pedals it won't go up very much so it's as if i'm pressing it say 10 percent, if that and i could be standing on the brakes so it's just getting my head around and knowing what to look for on the settings of the games to either make it more sensitive or to turn it off so i racing for example I turn it off. I put everything. Up, I put the the braking on zero, and it knows that the load cell is going to send signals to it, and it's not going to interfere with it. Mm. And that works well. Obviously, you can tweak it on the actual car, but this is the the in-game settings. But then, obviously, for something like Forza and the F1 game, I just have to uh, tweak. I think it's the linearity of the brake pedal just to get that sensitivity. But it, I am more right. consistent on the brakes. I know nine times out of ten, depending on the game and the consistency of the game itself, but I know my consistency even breakings there as well. All right. So it's yeah, definitely it's... making a difference then? Yes. Excellent. Sounds like it's well worth it. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was good. Like I said, I got a little bit of a discount on it, but it's it was it was worth the the money. It's made me more consistent in breaking rather than relying on a little rubber grommet to Yeah. Do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When you oh, when cool. you spend as much time doing laps as you do, it's a, a good investment, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got more money's worth out of it, probably out of the, the rim already as well. Nice. And then the last little bit of tech stuff is my... Uh, I, I treated myself to a Thrustmaster HOTUS 1, so which is a little flight stick. Wait, hold on. Like, hold on. on. You, HOTUS... Is that how you spell it? Perhaps I just, just ever since you said you got one on uh, Hangouts chat, I've just been in my head calling it a hot ass. <laughs> I, I, so I, I was, I'm feeling a little bit disappointed now that you haven't got your Thrustmaster hot ass. Hot ass. Yeah, no, no, it's hot ass. <laughs> That's how people <laughs> pronounce it anyway. 
I'm such a child. I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so I, I picked this up. I had some vouchers from from work, and just thought, why not? Mainly because of the flight sim game that's coming out later this year. I don't know. Which, if there's, there's which a date for is that? You? The is that the full on Microsoft yeah. flight simulator? Yeah. The new one. Yes. It looks phenomenal, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, yeah. Um, and anybody that's that's spent any time with me knows that. I'm a bit of a spotter at heart. Used to work at an airport and for an airline and my family. We're all all about that. So I've done plenty of time in various flight sims before. And I just thought, well, I'll get it ready for that. But then there's a few other games that I've been playing it on. So I've tried it on Ace Combat 7, is it? The latest one? Uh, yes, is it? Yes. I want to say it's Unknown Skies. Yes. I should know. I've got it downstairs. I haven't finished it. I need to go back to it. Yeah. So it took a little bit of getting used to because, again, there's like 14 buttons on it. And, <laughs> yes. and some of them are quite subtle as well. So on a normal controller, you've obviously got your main trigger, but then there's like a little button that you can just lift your finger up and hit. And it was oh, like, right. it took me ages. I had to physically pick up my controller and pick it up to see what number it said because it said like press, I don't know, button 14 or something. And I'm like, where the hell is that? <laughs> um, so, so, yeah. It, takes a while to get used to it because you can twist it as well for the rudder as well yeah. as using some other buttons on the actual throttle. So it takes a while for you to get your head into it. Um, and I can also plug in my old, I've not done this yet, but I can plug my old pedals in to it to use that as well. But I've not oh. gone that far yet because it's compatible because it's Thrustmaster. So I might have to try that at some point. But yeah, I've, I've had fun on Ace Combat with it. I just need to get my head around it a little bit more. And then I've been playing a little bit of Elite Dangerous as well. I know myself and Mark were having a little chat about it in the uh, Discord chat. And it was really good until I got frustrated and I ended up warping into an asteroid field and blew up my ship. But <laughs> that's just me. <laughs> Mistakes were I, made. <laughs> I have to say that the lack of... I'm, I'm saying lack, but I probably don't mean it in a derogatory way. But the lack of um, ease of use of the controller in that game is one thing that put me off and I can see the flight stick because the flight stick is almost dedicated for Elite, isn't it? Doesn't it come with a whole preset for it? Um, And I can see that making a massive difference to the way that plays and making it easier because it's kind of trying to do it off a pad. You're just confused on what does what and it's sub-menu within sub-menu to make things happen and just landing your ship can take half an hour. Have you seen any of... And you crash it. Have you seen any of Up Is Not Jumps videos on playing elite on vr no check them out on youtube because they're really funny because he he goes through basically trying to set up his joystick so that he can play elite in vr and then goes through like mapping audio controls and voice controls and stuff like that and it is really funny just trying to watch this poor guy get his head around how to control his ship and all the myriad of different controls that he needs to map to different things while he can't actually see his controls because he's got a VR headset on. It is is really, really worth investing the time in watching those. I might might have to check those out. And I keep meaning, it's one of those I keep thinking, I ought to go back and play more of it, but then I just think I can't do with the control pad. As much as I was quite enjoying the game, it's it's too confusing. Uh, So... I mean, what what price was it, Ali? Was it sort of sensible price or seventy pounds, something like that? That's not too bad. No, there are is people it, selling it... them on second hand, cheaper. 
Is it well so made? Does it feel solid, sturdy, like it's going to last a while, or does it feel like it's going to wrench off in your hands if you go a bit crazy? No, it is. It is plastic, but to me, it feels sturdy. And the yeah. nice thing is as well is the lead on it's not massively long, but long enough that you can detach the joystick from the throttle. And yeah. there's a there's a wire connecting the two, but then you can have it on on the right hand side of you or the left hand side of you, depending on which way where you are. Yeah. And you can have them separate if you want, just to give you that. So you're not like all like T-Rexed up trying to do everything all yeah. together. You can actually give yourself a bit of space. And I wouldn't say make it feel more realistic, because I guess it depends on where it is on whatever it is you're trying to fly. But it, it makes it a little bit more comfortable. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, I would, I would say it's, it's worth the money. There is a Ace Combat Edition, but it was like almost another 50 quid. Really? And it just, just for yeah, one game? It, and from what I could gather, it just made it blue. There's <laughs> some bits on it, and it was blue. <laughs> and I couldn't see anything else because I was like, oh, it looks nice. And it was like, yeah, the Ace Combat 7 edition. And I'm like, but it's just blue. <laughs> There's bits on it. Paint. And it's not like all blue, it's just a little bit of blue. And I'm like, I could just paint it blue myself. But, uh, but oh, yeah, the, yeah, with um, Elite Dangerous, it, it does make it easier, but not, I, I say easier with a heavy heart because the game's still hard. And there's a hell of a lot to it, but it does make the controls easier. So I just press X and left, and it then takes me to the other bits where you can do things. And it's there's more buttons for you to either map or or they're pre-mapped, like you say. But so you can get around the menus a bit better on your ship, and then you can just set to. Yeah, and I oh, guess you sure. can map some yourself as well. But yeah, it's, it's really good. Probably not use it as much as I should, but yeah, it's it's good fun. No, nice, nice. So your, your hot ass sounds good. Yeah. Well, I don't want to brag. <laughs> so if you if you plug your pedals into it, what what yes. kind of functionality would you use that for? Would you, if you're playing a flight simulator, could you um, could you map your rudder to it like you'd have on an actual aircraft? Or yes, I think that's what it does do. But I've not plugged it in yet. I need to to get it out. But as far as I'm aware, it just makes your pedals into rudders because you you can buy. An, an add-on for, for rudder pedals but then i've been doing a little bit of research and someone said well it's exactly the same as what you use for your, your steering wheel and it's exactly the same oh. connection so you could just plug them yeah. in and so I, i'll do it one day and, and report back and see what happens cool cool yeah good stuff thank nice. you yeah that's right. so do we do we have to get to everything we got wrong in the last podcast well it is was there, right is the there enough time, time in the world yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a recurring theme and probably something we've noticed through these episodes looping over and over on codec moments radio um is that we do get quite a lot wrong usually just not as quickly as we got these ones wrong no like yeah. no, normally there's a couple of months this was the day after <laughs> yeah or, or in the best case scenario it's our predictions from e3 and how wrong we got them yeah. Not we've released an episode of oh look we're looking forward to these games that are roughly this time and then they've just blown them out of the water and you're like oh. it's like it's like the Thanks. devs were listening and thought well this will spite them <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they've done some research let's blow that out yeah. of the water yeah yeah <laughs> so so come on then have the and I think we've got four haven't we that have been delayed and <laughs> we talked about nine of them um, which of the four is your personal uh, biggest delay, Ali, the one that you regret the most. 
I think it's Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. But I'm going to put, I'm going to just tag on Marvel with that as well. And the reason is, is I tend to go on holiday in September. So two of the biggest titles that I was looking forward to for the year, I'm a big Marvel fan and I do like the look of the Cyberpunk game because um, of, of Witcher and things. And they're both now September when I'm on holiday. So that's... Are, they, are they a week apart? No. So uh, Cyberpunk's now the 17th of September. Yeah. And Oh, no, sorry. No, you are right. Yeah. And the other one's the 4th of September. Oh, so they're so, oh, two weeks, two weeks away from each other. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, uh, it is gutting. And I'm just hoping they don't delay them more. I, I'm not surprised with Cyberpunk because that does look next gen. And yeah, you said sure. at the time you thought it, it would have um, a spec uplift for yeah. the consoles that are supposed to be due at the end of this year. And, and they've said they just need a bit more time to polish it and tweak it and things. And if I'm honest, I don't mind delays. I, I'd be more annoyed with them because I've already some of these games have already been delayed a few times anyway. But I'd be more annoyed with the games being released broken. And yeah. you know, like you know how it is when we've all played games where you get so far and you get to a certain mission and then it just glitches and you you have to put it down for a month or something until we get a fix for it. So although I am gutted that you know it was April and it's now September, I, deep down I don't mind. I prefer to have a as polished as possible game rather than releasing something that's potentially broken or game breaking and things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that that, that mean. Uh... Mrs. Cornwolf is going to be upset that this year's holiday is going to be in your living room. Uh, well, no, because we've already booked to go to Florida. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but my anniversary is around, well, it's the 7th. So hopefully I could just twist her on to say she could buy me one for an anniversary present. <laughs> Not that you get a chance to play it. <laughs> well, yeah, I know, but. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, I was I was actually disappointed with the Final Fantasy VII news because mm. uh, I had I had to kind of psyched myself up into thinking you know what I'm really going to give it a shot uh, I'm going to pick it up because it does look good and I've got good memories of the original uh, and then it's been is it it's only gone back two months has it Yeah they've they've added they've added a couple of weeks April 10th I think it's coming out now it's come back it's come back a month or what five weeks or so isn't it Yeah they've, they've yeah. basically said they want to apply final polish Yeah so that's interesting but now they've whacked it a week after resident evil 3 which means i'll be playing that not playing final fantasy so it's it looking really good isn't it? Resident the 3. delay is gonna stop me from picking it up or picking it up anytime soon <coughs> yeah no i know what you mean because because when it starts to overlap with things like like for me with a holiday my priority is to pay for my holiday and go on holiday yeah so yeah. it, it changes that. And, and these the other games that are later on in the year are encroaching on Silly Season as well. Yeah, they're, they're getting to Silly Season. The, the first quarter of this year was quite crammed. That's now freed up a bit now. But when you start doing things shorter than two weeks apart, it does get very easy to, to overlook and get lost behind some of the other stuff. And you think Doom Eternal's the 20th of March. Two weeks after that, you've got Resident Evil 3. A week after that, you've got Final Fantasy 7. I'm sure there's something down for mid-April as well. And, it, well, it's Easter weekend, isn't it? So there's, there's a good chance that yeah. people are actually going to be away rather than gaming and everything else. So it's a bit of a... It's a bit of a 
interesting delay. So there must be something that they just cannot get done on time, and they obviously don't want to push it back any further. But yeah, it might it might knock my buying potential on that one. Unless, um, hey, unless of course, people want to piggyback on the release of new consoles and and try and get a a double bump, you know, in terms of sales spike. Yeah, that's my worry a little bit. But then again, the games, the the consoles aren't released till is it November and December? Well, around there, no official release dates yet, other. But that's yeah. what everybody's expecting. It's going to be. Well, the feeling is, is it October onwards? Or the, or the was that? Red was it a Reddit leak on the PS5, yeah. which people kind of disregarded, and then it looks like Sony have changed their slogan, and it matches what was in that leak. It doesn't mean anything's true, but I think that didn't that say sort of end of September it might be coming out. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, but but you're talking, you know, Q4 of this year, really. Yeah. So, yeah. So, a, yeah, I, I was slightly disappointing on, on that one because I think it would have been fitting in a really nice gap there, the 3rd of March, so isn't a huge amount happening around that time. Uh, and now they're, they're yeah. challenging themselves a bit. And then, speaking of delays from March, I had a real moment of duality today because um, Dying Light 2, which was due out in spring, is now indefinitely delayed. Mm. Which yes. is a shame because Dying Light was a great game. Did you play Dying Light? Yeah. Yeah, and oh, we right. played co-op a lot quite a bit of it yeah Yeah. that's like quite a scary game especially when it turns to night it's one of those it's one of those games though where once once you've played through and leveled up and you've you've kind of become a bit op it's a lot of fun yeah 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 yeah. um but yeah no you're right it's terrifying at night (laughs) 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 it does get easy with two of you at night or rather um a shared sense of terror is a little bit easier i do remember jumping off the top of a bridge quite a lot Oh yeah, that massive! But there was a trophy for it, wasn't there? Yeah, something like that. We we ended up having to do it a couple of times, and yeah, it was a lot of fun playing cop. It was silly at points, and all I remember ridiculous in, and everything. All I remember in the first dying light playing that co-op with some friends was using the blue light just for look for any untoward stains in people's properties, doing yeah. inspections. <laughs> 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 just bush the down, door down and just go oh what's been happening in here <laughs> but i had a real moment today because i thought I'd, I'd kind of forgotten dying light 2 was coming until i'd seen it was being delayed and then i happened to find myself in town today i was in leeds i had lunch with my sister and on my way home i thought i'll just pop into game quickly and have a look and on the shelves there was a game i'd completely forgotten about but it's actually been out since like december i think Go uh, sniper sniper ghost warrior contracts. Oh yeah, that snuck yeah. out without anybody mentioning it. Yeah, without too much fanfare. Yeah, no, no. Uh, it was uh, yeah. There wasn't a lot of fanfare at all, and there was also, uh, I believe, a bit of a limit on review copies and um, what they were giving out to people. I'm really tempted. No, <laughs> I'm really tempted. I do no. love a terrible sniper game. Yeah, but but. <laughs> Ghost Warrior 3 was so terrible. It was just a bit janky, wasn't it? Oh, I know. It was a lot janky. It wasn't a bit janky. It was just bad. It just didn't didn't work. It was one of those... I went went back to that quite recently with a thing of, well, they'll have patched it. They'll have done a lot of work to it. You'd be surprised. (laughs) 
Yeah. No, no, they, <laughs> they ditched everything, didn't they? The season pass they had to give away for yeah. free because they didn't deliver any of the content. They dropped the multiplayer. Nothing came for yeah, it. Yeah, they, they was didn't. that poor. They didn't patch it as much as I thought they might have. <laughs> but it's okay because now they've made a new game. Uh, it is supposed to have turned back to kind of a closed environments rather than an open world. Yeah. Um, but even, I mean, we watched that video the promo video for it uh that didn't at all look scripted and slightly adjusted so that it appeared to play better than it really would do in real life not at all and no. all the paid for positive comments on the video as well oh god that was now did we did we mention that on the podcast i can't remember i think we did i think we could touch on it at some because point. it was really cringeworthy and all the comments were very obviously shills yeah yeah um yeah, so anyway, that, that's not coming out this year. Uh, uh, but it's already really unlucky. Yeah. It might be a PS Plus game. I'm so tempted. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, I was scanning because I saw it and I was like, "Oh, thirty-five quid? No." Um, <laughs> and then I thought, "Well, I'll look on the PSN store. Thirty-five quid? No." Um, <laughs> and then I thought, "Well, I'll, I'll look in." Um, I look in the pre-owned, and there weren't any of that. Genuinely surprised me, there weren't any in the pre-owned section already. And then just, nobody's bought it in the first place. Yeah, just over the road. Oh, that's probably true. Just over the road from uh, from game on the headrow in Leeds is uh, I don't want to call it sex because I firmly believe it should be I, CEX. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's one of those stores that um, Kevney knows very well, and mm-hmm. um, I went in there and I looked, and they had a copy, and it was like thirty-two quid. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. Rarity in this case doesn't make it more valuable. Yeah. So Yeah, there you go. And um I think Ali's just added to the show notes the Last of Us Two's been pushed back as well. Yeah, I think it's slightly older news, but yeah, that was pushed back from February to May. Yeah, I oh, think yeah, I think we may have mentioned the May end. date in the in the podcast yeah. actually, yeah. 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 Um yeah, it's just one of those things, isn't it? I'm sure there'll yeah. be lots of other games that release that we know nothing about. A bit like Temtem. Now, it's not. I've not got Tourette's, but there's a new game that's just come out, which is a Pokemon-style MMO, and they make no apologies for making it a basically a rip-off of Pokemon, but with enough changes to it that it's not Pokemon. And it's doing really well, apparently contractually oh, not pokemon yeah 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 you lost me when you said pokemon so oh, silence you doubly lost me when you said mmo oh if you don't like pokemon you should just leave yeah yeah if you don't like pokemon if you're not a fan of the pocket monster you should just go wait that sounds bad it's <laughs> not <laughs> a chinese proverb but we're not going yeah. there yeah draw a line under it move it on yeah. So, uh, a quiz. Let's have a little quiz. Oh, oh, oh! Hold on. I've got, I've got something for this. It's time for another Codec Call quiz. There you go. Didn't we say last time we needed to get that updated? And we didn't. We didn't. Yeah. We didn't do that yet. So, yeah. This could be a running gag for the next at least six months, isn't it? I was thinking that we'd get some personal mileage out of it that nobody else would appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, we can either alternate them, or if you've got buzzers, you could buzz in. But I presume that might be putting Matt on the spot. Well, you, you put us all on the spot because you didn't say prepare buzzers. There's only one of us here with a soundboard. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, who wants to go first? We'll do it that way. Go, go on, Amanda. You can go first. Go on, yeah. Because I know you hate answering questions, I'll, so you can go first. I'll take right. one for the team. And just yeah. to put this out there, that you did pick Andy to go first. Okay. Just in case there's any questions that land on him. <laughs> so, <All right. laughs> the first half are all about delays, and then the second half are uh, a little bit more about tech but we'll we'll get there you'll, you'll, okay. you'll see what happens so andy your first question okay persona 5 was released on the 4th of april 2017 however what year was it originally slated for uh oh 2014 oh on the button <laughs> it was really it was scheduled for the fall of 2014 and then they didn't release it till 2017 well done. yay I haven't got the sample, thank you, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I've got you, I've got you. Matt, Horizon Zero Dawn also saw some slippage. Originally slated for 2016, however, when did it actually release? Uh, 2017. It did. Do you know, for an extra point, can you get the actual day and month? To the minute. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, 9 a.m. on the 14th of May. No, it's 28th of February. I don't know the actual time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you get you get one of these for the year and then for the the day. <laughs> Fair enough. Andy, Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yep. Was delayed from its original release date. It was first announced in 2013 that it was in development. However, due to the Wii U's very poor sales. Nintendo targeted a different release window. Can you give me the original date, original planned year that it was due to release? What? what hold so on. It was, so it was, it was planned? So they, announced it, they announced it in 2013. <laughs> right. Which was going to release on the Wii U. So they had a, a release date for that. But then obviously it was released on the Nintendo Switch. Okay. So, but what was its original release date? Meant to be or actually? Meant to be. For the Wii U or for the Switch? Presume it's for the Wii U. Okay. Well, I'm glad we've, we've nailed down the parameters. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say 2014. No, 2015. Ah, oh, damn. So they announced it in 2013, I guess, in some um, video of some kind or whatever that Nintendo do. Um, so 2013, they said it was going to be released on the Wii U. Uh, at which point they originally scheduled it for some time in 2015, and then obviously they delayed it for the Switch, uh, which was released in 2017. Okay, that makes mm. sense, yeah. Matt, Half-Life yes. 2 was another game that's a very <laughs> fractured past. Originally scheduled... <laughs> this is, is going to be when? when is Half-Life 3 actually going to be released? Is that the question? No, no, no. <laughs> no. Although there is, there is, you know, keeping it on topic, because it's been announced, kind of, some VR thing, hasn't it? That's not Half Life Three. That's not Half Life Three. Okay. Um, so it was originally scheduled for 2003, but it was pushed back. What year was it going to be announced? Announced. What? What time? What year did it release? What year? What, what was year? The question. So, it was, <laughs> so it was originally scheduled for 2003. Yeah. But what year was it actually released in? actually released in yeah and it was announced in 2000, uh, 2000 it was announced 
1999 that they were making it. Uh, was it? Was it 2009? No, 2004. Oh, it came out in 2004. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. What's 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 up with Valve only delaying something by a year? Well, technically, they announced it in 1999. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still, you know, a five-year window—that's pretty good. Yeah. True. True. For them. Andy, back to you. Resident Evil 4 was another game that was announced in 1999. Yeah. And was released to a critical acclaim in what year? Oh, now, um, I'm going to say 2005. It is indeed. Yeah, because I was living in a house in Nottingham with two housemates, both of whom were called Paul. So we had to call one tall Paul and one small Paul to differentiate them. And we played far too much of that game and did far too little research as a result. <laughs> okay, last question on the dates. So, Matt, Team Bondi yeah. began development of LA Noir back in 2004. However, partway oh. through development, Rockstar purchased the studio in 2006 to help them set up and deliver the game potentially at a better state. When yeah. did LA Noir actually release? Um, it was. Oh, I would say, I'm going to say 2011. Yes, it was. Okay, so the next couple of questions are going to be around monetary. So you can both have a guess, and then whoever's closest can get the point. So we're going back to the tech side of things. So okay. sim racing wheels for the standard racer, so myself and Matt, that would just go to a shop, Argos, wherever, and buy one, somewhere around 100 to £300, pounds, depending on which brand you go for and what you're buying it on and different things. Yeah. Plus you can get accessories with them. SimTech Racing offer a SimQ2 at various levels. How much would the pro version set you back? What's a SimQ2? So this is literally just the base. So the bit that gives you either the direct drive or the rumble and things. It's the the main bulk of it before you put a wheel or right. pedals to it. So no wheel and no pedals, just the unit that yes. has a cable going into it yep. and would drive the, out. Yes, to the nearest hundred pounds. Uh eighteen hundred pounds. Andy? I, I was going to say 2,100. Andy gets the point. It's 2,712 pounds. <sighs> so again, this is just for the the base. So this is for no shifting, no actual rim, wheel, pedals, nothing. That is just it's going to deliver <sighs> the vibrations and, and things like that. You can actually buy a small car for less. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. So, to add pedals to this, as mentioned before, and other episodes, I have the T3PA Pro pedals, which set me back about £150, roughly. So, I've got three pedals, the metal, and I can invert them in different things. Now, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of this because I think it's a Swedish company. Henshinkved, I think it is. 
I want to set you to IKEA now. Show notes so you can see it. (laughs) Uh, They offer pedals for the setup, and they also have built-in load cells and other features to enhance your experience. So these are proper pro sim ultimate pedals the class does and you get right. three pedals in the set how much in euros to the nearest hundred are they go on andy you go first this time uh 700 700 for the the expensive pedals matt i i i'm half tempted to say they'd be more expensive than the the base unit given the spec i'll go for three thousand euros think it's andy the 1329 euros and they're currently out of stock (laughs) (laughs) i think andy was closer with 700 than your 3000 just a little bit yeah i mean not considerably but yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah so race wig wig a race, race rig. Oh, oh no. A race <laughs> wig? That one out, boys. Is, this, is this something else that you wear to give you like Damon Hill like locks? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can also get a stick on Nigel Mansell Tash. <laughs> <laughs> so a race rig wouldn't be complete without the actual wheel or the rim as it's as it's known. Most sets come with it, so your Logitech, your Thrustmasters, and even some Fanatec bundles actually have that with it. Mm. The Asher Racing open wheel rim which is also got a quick release on it it's got double clutch paddles and it's got 12 buttons on it how much would this set you back uh just to put it into context mine brand new i got mine second hand so it's about 80 pounds but brand new is about 150 oh it's somewhere in the region of about 1200 quid But yeah, well, I don't know, Matt, because it has got those double clutch paddles. Um, go big or go home, isn't it? I'm going to go for two thousand five hundred. No, Matt got this one. It's oh. actually nine hundred ninety nine euros. <laughs> it's like Ooh. forty quid. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I could buy one tomorrow at forty quid. So, last question. Obviously, you're going to need a housing rig for all of this, so some kind of a sim rig. The chair that myself and Matt have, if you were to run one of these units on it, it'd probably twist the aluminium that it's made out of, or if you were to put it onto a desk, it'd probably snap it in two, just because of the forces on it and different things. So, we need something a little bit more substantial. So, the Sim Lab have a GT1 Evo rig cockpit. How much would this set you back for the rig? Is it just for the cockpit? Yes. So this is what you need to bolt everything to. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, um, and it's not including the chair. Oh, it doesn't have the, <laughs> doesn't have the chair. Okay. No, obviously. Uh, so it's just it's just a like a frame, basically, a cockpit style enclosure. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go. I think you could pick up one of these for a bargain price of three thousand two hundred and seventy and probably forty seven pence. <laughs> if you're bidding on eBay, <laughs> buy it now for a second down one. Yeah, um, 
I think I think we've talked about this before. But for the life of me, I can't remember the price. I just remember it being quite expensive. About five grand? No. Um, technically, and is closer. So the actual rig itself, which is like the aluminium frame and everything, is only 445 euros. Oh. <laughs> only. <laughs> and the chair is 552 euros. Is that a lot? I mean, that's a lot of that's money. That's a bargain, but really, isn't it? At yeah. the same time. In, in total, it's 997 pounds or euros 50. And mine and selves, Matt's. Uh, play seat challenges with 200 ish brand new uh i think i pay about 140 for mine i mean when you put it yeah. like that it's a false economy really isn't it yeah know, right yeah it's um, actually cheaper than the other bits yeah you could have an actual no, cockpit in your in your lounge couldn't you yeah, yeah. that's quite surprising is that actually I, I did expect well obviously i thought it was gonna be a lot more expensive because i've definitely seen some rigs out there that are in the multiple thousands yeah i mean this is not having loads of different bits on it and it doesn't move and stuff like that so this is just literally the housing. So you've got a chair, if you were to buy the chair with it, obviously, that can slide like a car can, and you can adjust yeah. it, and you can add other bits to it. So people have um, little decks on it, like what Andy's got, so they can do things in race and, and whatnot. But, but yeah, yeah, I just thought that was a little eye-opener to the, the sim racing world. Yeah. So some of the guys yeah. that you watch have these, and it's crazy. Yeah. Speaking of, of which, because it made me think of it while you were, you were asking the questions, if you head to Jimmy Broadbent's feed yes. on Twitter, um, he's highlighted a couple of guys over the last couple of days who've done really well. I think it's iRacing. Um, there's been some qualifiers going on for one of the events or one of the tournaments. It might be iRacing, it might be something else. Um, but he's he's highlighted them because he's shown you the setup that they've used where they've come in first in their qualification and touted to do very well. And it's unbelievable how poor some of them are. People aren't using these thousands of pounds worth of equipment to get there. Some guys are qualifying on a pad. In fact, yeah, was yeah. it the guy who won the GT Academy did his qualification laps on uh, whatever the G- which GT game was it that did it? The first one. Uh, one was it five? Was it GT five? Yeah, uh, I but think he, so. he did his qualification <laughs> for that on a dual shock. And went yeah. on to become a racing driver. Uh, so it's it's interesting that you can spend these thousands. It's not necessarily going to make you a better driver. I hope that no, Sony yeah. made him use the actual car with a dual shock, though. Well, that would have been dumb. <laughs> 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 nice. Oh, well, cheers, Ali. That, yeah. uh, that was a reasonable quiz. So what Andy was... won, by the way. 5-3. Uh, yes. yes. I well, love good, I love a quiz that I can be, win on luck he's alone. He's not going to sulk for the next two weeks now until we get another quiz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I can't I can't really say anything because it's true. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? I'm a child. Right. Okay. Well, that was good. It's time for another Codec Call quiz. Ah. <laughs> uh. Anyway, we need that outro up, for that as well, then, don't we? Yeah, we have yeah. something. I've got this. Hold on. Let's wrap it Better. up. Yeah, um, I think that's about it. I think we're all done. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for so, hosting, uh, Ali. It's all right. It's been a nice little change, I think. 
Um, so thank you everyone that's listening and that's listened live. Don't forget to go over to codecmoments.com where you can see all the reviews and different things that we write up over there. And you can also listen to the live feed, which will start at the end of this podcast. So when we go <laughs> off air live, basically, um, I'll, I'll, start. I'll disconnect this and then it will just go back into the middle of an episode of the podcast. So it it may be a bit jarring, and I apologise, but there's lots yeah. of good stuff in there. And we're gonna we're gonna um, we're gonna tweak the stuff that's uh, we broadcast on the Codec Moments Radio feed, so um, it will become more interesting and and do some different stuff and, and things on there over the hopefully over the next couple of weeks and months. Yeah, yeah, we're a little bit more dynamic than the uh, constantly rotating episodes that are there at the moment, just to make sure it works. Really, yeah. Yeah, it works, so we're going to use it more. Right, well, cool. Thank you, everyone. No worries. Uh, Good night. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.